Have you registered for Accelerate 2018? This year, the Virginia Realtors Annual Convention is being held September 25th through the 27th at the brand new destination hotel, The Main, in Norfolk, Virginia. Accelerate 2018 will feature CNBC analyst and market scoreboard reporter Ron Insana, as well as famed negotiation expert Chris Boss, and panel discussions on topics relevant to your business success. Registration opens May 1st. Visit www.virginiarealtors.org backslash events to register for Virginia Realtors' biggest event of the year. Don't miss this chance to accelerate your business. Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Laura. Hey, John. What's up? Not much. So today's topic is advertising, and I realized how long it's been since I've watched any ads on TV. Same. With the advent of DVR. If I'm not watching a sporting event live, I'm not watching any ads. Yeah, I don't know the last time I watched a live TV show or a live movie or anything like that. Even if it's something that's on now, I pause it, go get myself a snack, and come back so that I can fast forward through those commercials. Right. And even the last few Super Bowls, for me, the ads have not really matched up to the glory days when I was younger. That's true. You know, we, we take what we can get, I guess. Things were always better back in the day. That they were. That they were. Uh, well, this is a very different kind of advertising that we're going to talk about today, right? Very much. So we're going to be discussing the essentials of advertising in the context of the Virginia Real Estate Board regulations and a few references to the Code of Ethics thrown in just for some good measure there. All right. So let's start by discussing kind of generally what advertising is. So under the regs, advertising is defined as all forms of representation, promotion, and solicitation disseminated in any manner and by any means of communication to consumers for any purpose related to licensed real estate activity. Wow, that is pretty much all-encompassing. So if you weren't already all familiar with this definition, you might be wondering if there is anything that advertising doesn't include, and you would be in good company in asking that question. That's true. So the VREB recognizes this and points out that advertising is a very broad concept and can cover everything from an ad in a newspaper... Or TV an, that people fast-forward through. Right, right. To an email or comment on a message board. A good rule of thumb is to ask yourself... Could what I'm sending out be perceived as an attempt to get business? If yes, you need to include all the legally required disclosures. So the answer to the next question is a lot more clear cut. And I I worked that well so that I got the easy answer and you got the hard one. I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. And that is who regulates advertising? Licensee advertising and any required disclosures are regulated by three separate entities. The VREB, the Code of Ethics, and then your individual brokers. So for today's purposes, we're only going to hone in on what the regulations tell us. Again, keep in mind that the Code of Ethics and your broker's office policies could potentially create stricter requirements than the ones that we're going to be talking about today. So to start with, it's important to note that the regs break down advertising into two different categories, print and electronic media. And this is a really important distinction because each type is regulated a little bit differently. That's right. Uh, So print media is made up of advertisements like signs, hats, newspapers, business cards, shirts, and magazines. Basically, it's any advertisement that you can physically print onto something that you can physically hold. Right. On the other hand, electronic media is a much broader category. Think of examples like the radio, television, video, websites, social media such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
messages that you send from your email account, text messages, blog posts, basically anything that you can't physically hold. Right. Uh, the VREB regulations clearly state that all advertising, regardless of whether it's print or electronic, must be done in the name of the firm and include the firm's license name, which must be clearly and legibly displayed. For licensees utilizing print advertising, in addition to your firm's name, you must also include your licensee name. This means that if you go by Kevin, but you're licensed as Joseph, that name must be included on your advertisements, Joseph, unless you have a DBA, a doing business as. Right. Uh, And for electronic media advertising, the regs again set forth slightly different requirements based on whether the ad is on behalf of a firm or on behalf of a licensee. Uh, For firms, the advertisement must contain the firm's license name and the city and state of the main office or branch office. For individual licensees, the regs require that electronic media advertising include four things. The licensee's name, the firm name, the city and state in which the licensee's place of business is located, which may or may not be the main office, and under the Code of Ethics, you have to include the jurisdictions in which you hold a license. All right, and just to be clear, as Laura said, the last requirement's not in the regulations that VREB has passed. Uh, We find this requirement in the Code of Ethics, and because that's a higher standard than what the law provides, we need to follow it and we have to include it in the disclosure. Yep. So let's take this another step. Because social media sites are owned by third parties and not by the licensee or the brokerage firm, you know, unless you are really rich and we have some hidden tech geniuses in our midst, the regulations state that these disclosures must be included in each individual advertisement. Alternatively, the advertisement can include a link back to the licensee's or firm's own webpage where those disclosures are already located. The key here is that the disclosures can be no more than one click away from the advertisement. So a common scenario that we see a lot involves a licensee posting a listing on Facebook. Now this is obviously an ad that would require any relevant disclosures to be compliant with the regulations. Yep. The posting must include all of the required disclosures or a link back to the homepage of the licensee's own website where the disclosures are already displayed. And you should be clear that having the required disclosures in the about section of your Facebook profile won't be enough. From a post, the person has to click once to get back to your page and a second time to get to the about section. And so that violates the one click rule. Right. Now, there is a quick profile or quick description that is in the upper left hand corner that you can put it there or you can make it your profile picture or you can make it your banner, anything like that that's got the required disclosures. Right. Okay. So again, the key is that the disclosures have to be no more than one click away from the advertisement. That same rule would apply if we were talking about Twitter, Instagram, or any other form of social media. So there's one more distinction that we need to address here. If the ad is published on a licensee-owned site, meaning one that you as a licensee own yourself, then the proper disclosures must be clearly and legibly displayed on the main page of the website. For non-made pages, you have a choice. Either you display the disclosures on each individual page, or you provide a link back to the main page. So it's critical to include all required disclosures on the main page of the website, whether you're a firm or a licensee. And keep in mind, as we've said already, brokers have the final say when it comes to advertising. So you want to make sure that you're getting your broker's permission before posting, and that you're in compliance with any additional rules that they might have. So, John, let's take it to the legal hotline. Let's go. All right. An agent in my firm likes to post photos of homes on Facebook with captions like, wow, look at that view. Is this an advertisement? 
And if so, is it enough to include a link to his website? Yeah, this is clearly an advertisement. Just because a licensee does not directly offer their services does not mean that something isn't an ad. Again, advertising includes anything that could be perceived to be an attempt to induce business. In this case, the agent at your firm will need to meet all the proper disclosure requirements or provide a link back to his website that contains them. Additionally, he will need to be clear about what services he is offering. Here, he'd be looking to represent a buyer if it is not his listing. All right, Laura, my cell phone limits the amount of characters that I can use for each individual text message that I send. Therefore, I'm not able to send my licensee name, firm name, city and state, and states of licensure with each text that I send. Is this a violation of the regs? Well, that is a lot of information that has to be included. And the key here is going to be what kind of conversations we're talking about. So day-to-day -day conversations with colleagues or even clients that you already are working with, those are likely not going to involve advertisements. And so those don't have to have all of your required disclosures. However, if the text that you're sending could be perceived as an attempt to induce business, then you're going to need to find a way to fit those necessary disclosures in. The safest way to do this is to just include it in every text message as an automatic signature so that you don't accidentally leave it off of an advertisement. If you can't fit it, you need to find a way to include a link to your website where all of those disclosures are properly located. And there's plenty of ways that you can get those truncated or shortened URLs so that you'll right. be able to do that. Like bit.ly, tiny URL, services like that can shrink down the longer address to a much smaller Right, exactly. Or goo.le, I think is the other one. Right. Yep. So, John... Does the agent name have to be smaller than the company name in print advertisements? No. So VREB considered adopting a rule like that in the past, but they ultimately decided against it. You just need to make sure that you are including your firm name and license name in a way that is clear and legible. As long as you're meeting those requirements, the regs do not dictate any particular font size, style, color, etc. However, you still need to make sure that your broker is okay with whatever you're doing, and make sure that he or she does not have any additional rules that the firm implements. Right. Some firms may have a requirement. Right. Last question, Laura. I am co-listing a property with another agent. Does this need to be disclosed? So there is no difference in advertising rules for one listing agent versus two. If there are two listing agents, then whenever the law or the code of ethics requires a licensee name in advertising, then both names must be listed. So, for example, on a for sale sign. The same rule applies if two different brokerages are working together to list a property. Both firm names must be clearly and legibly displayed in the property advertising. So how can you limit your risk when it comes to advertising? Well, first, consider that real estate advertising is very much in the eye of the beholder. For example, I post on my Facebook page that I just sold my 25th listing this month. Woohoo! It's pretty impressive. I might just be attempting to garner praise from my friends, like I just did, but I might also be attempting to tell the world what an incredible agent I am and encouraging them to work with me, which in that point would be considered advertising. Remember that it is a matter of perception. If you think there's a chance that what you are printing, posting, sending, or saying could be interpreted as an attempt to induce business, make sure you're including a proper disclosure. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and don't forget to rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks. Thanks.
Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully, by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License.